You're listening to an SLR Studio Update. Stay tuned after the conversation for Jamie's Pick of the Week. Should we talk about, like, tat- do you have, like, your tattoos or tattoos you'd want to get in, like, a dream life sure. or something? Sure. I think we should probably start with the people who have sure. tattoos. Do you? Yes. Do you? Okay, okay. So the first one I have is on my arm, and that says, live free. Ooh, um, and it says, live free facing me, which drove the tattoo artist a little bit crazy because... <laughs> yeah, they always talk But it's on that. your body. Exactly. I'm like, it's not for everyone. Uh, the story of this one... So I used to live in the States and it was a very like hard time. And the state motto for where I used to live was like, live free or die trying. Mm. Um, not from the movie, live free or die. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was just like a really hard time. And I was like, you know, I want to always have a constant reminder that like I'm free from that time and I can continue to grow. And it's just like that messaging. When I went to get it done, I was I turned 16 and my mom was basically like, if you do all of these things you can get a tattoo so I did and then she was like well (laughs) oh okay I did say you could do it and she came with me and she was so proud of me but she was taking pictures of the tattoo artist she's like if you could just like can you just put the needle right there for a second and look (laughs) over me and smile (laughs) yeah well directing the artist and the artist like uh my mom is was a reporter for mm-hmm. the newspaper at the time so she like did coverage and stuff for that shop so the guy was like sure like cool yeah. like i'll pose for this this is this is a wholesome moment meanwhile i'm like oh my god mom stop <laughs> the second one i have is an arrow and it's all different elements so the first one is the air sign for libra the line down the center just tries to symbolize not so much like finding balance but like prioritizing mm-hmm. things the um little crisscross symbol is a rune symbol for where there's a will, there's a way. And so growing up, my mom read runes, very spiritual, very like connected to Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And the two little arrows here are also a rune symbol for basically like create um, a reality from your dreams. Wow. Wow, awesome. From your dreams, you say. Yes. (laughs) No no more rock dreams. But... (laughs) Another story about this tattoo was I came late one day to a group project and Mm. I had a tattoo appointment already booked, Mm. right? And the group, I, they wanted, it just like happened. I like came late and they were like, so you have a tattoo, right? Would you be interested in talking about it in this like group thing? You can join Mm. our group, whatever. I'm like, actually, I'm getting a tattoo done. They're like, what if we film it and film the process of it? (laughs) That's so cool. It was super cool until... I realized that, like, we're going to have to go through this footage in my class. Mm. So we're sitting there, and the documentary prof was like, okay, I'm just going to pull up a clip. Uh, We're going to use, like, the tattoo group and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, cool. (laughs) So she pulls it up, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's my arm pre-tattoo. Weird. And then she shows the tattoo artist shaving my arm (laughs) (laughs) to my class. And she's like, and if we look here, we can see the composition of, like, the hair coming off of the arm. (laughs) And I'm just like, and she's like, you know, it is a lot. And it's just kind of coming off very smoothly. And I'm dying. (laughs) And I'm just like, is this really happening to me right now? My two group members who were, like, really close friends of mine are just laughing (laughs) so hard. Of course. Yeah. But, and then there's a couple more I want to get. I want to get a sprig of lavender that I have a picture of from my mother's garden. Mm. Um, And then there's just a quote. um, 
And the first part of it is be brave my heart. Mm -hmm. It goes to like a lot of the crop stuff that I do. And it's like be brave my heart, plant your feet and square your shoulders to the enemy. Meet him amongst the man killing spears. Hold your ground. And then it's basically like uh, do not brag in the face of victory and do not weep in defeat. Mm -hmm. So it's just a very like wholesome and grounding sort of quote. Who's next? Mine is also a quote. It's on my rib. And it was, it's the only one I have so far. It's a three-word Latin phrase. It says, Odi et amo, which is, uh, I hate and I love. Ooh. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, like, it's a quote from a, a, an old Latin poem, a catalyst poem. Um, and the my, like, anglicized, horrible translation of the full poem would be like, I hate and I love. Um, you ask me why I do either. I know not. All I know is that I'm damned to do both for forever. Um, and I always like that. It sounds kind of negative. Um, but in a way, to me, it just kind of always spoke to, like, the duality of, like, human emotion and, and how, like, you know, I, I can love something so strongly and I don't know why I love it. And I can, like, hate something so much and there's no real justification for it. It just yeah. I know that these two huge like different polarizing emotions are happening at all times kind of within everybody um and <laughs> the like the story of how this came to be kind of was I had thought about getting a tattoo for forever um and I, I had seen this quote and I had liked it and it was small and I was like okay yeah that's something that I could get turned into something little um and I was walking down the street one day um, during Pride in Toronto, and there was this new tattoo shop that had just opened up. And I just kind of like walked in, and I was like, "How much would this be?" Because I have no clue like how much a tattoo would be. And they told me how much it was, and they're like, "You can get it done today if you want." And so I just sat around like hanging out, got the tattoo, and it was kind of like planned impulsivity yeah. kind of a thing. Um, the next one I would want to get, I don't know where, but I would want it to be quite little. And I'm a big fan of like hidden tattoos. I like them kind of just being like a for me thing. Um, I would like to get a tiny little butterfly and a tiny little moth to represent um, both of my grandmothers. Because, um, well, you know, one of them, as well as myself, like we both love like butterflies. And we always talk about butterflies and we always are wearing butterflies and things like that. And um, my dad, as a childhood nickname, ever so lovingly called his mother Mothra, like the <laughs> like the villain, the scary movie creature, um, just kind of as a joke. But she like adopted that as as a, a term of endearment. So I was like, oh, like a butterfly and a moth. How perfect, you know, would those two be to represent like the matriarchs in, in my life? Um, I don't have any tattoos. I always thought when it comes to tattoos, like I want, I know a lot of people get them for like various reasons and stuff and for me I think I've always wanted it to like I never want to regret a tattoo mm -hmm. and um I would want it to be something that's like very meaningful or like representing something or other um I don't know if I'll ever get one but if I was to it'd probably be something surrounding my mom mm -hmm. most likely mm -hmm. um yeah what it would be I don't entirely know she loves orchids I think like aesthetically wise, I really like the look of like hand tattoos. Mm -hmm. but I know that they like, they don't really like longevity is not the greatest thing with them, but I, I like how they look. I like that, like especially the the people who get like the sparkles yeah. on their fingers. Like I think that's so gorgeous. Yeah. But it's one of those things where I'm like, 
this is something that I know that like yeah. maybe thirty or forty year old me is gonna be it's like, it's not gonna be, hey girl, why you for thinking it was cute? Yeah, but. at the time, but right now, not the best thing. Yeah, I like um, my culture. They do a lot of for like special occasions, especially like weddings and mm-hmm. like baptisms and stuff. We do a lot of henna like mm-hmm, tattoos mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, so any occasion I get, the last time I got to do it was my cousin's wedding. I was a bridesmaid yeah. and I, yeah, I, I like love how that looks, but, it's and then beautiful. it's like nice cause it's like you get it for a few weeks and then it's gone. <laughs> I have, um, one of my old roommates, she, um, just up and decided to like start tattooing and oh. like, yeah. So she, um, it was funny because it, I kind of saw the, like the development mm-hmm. it, where like, it was like one day a bunch of my roommates were just sitting together and they decided to give each other like stick and poke <sighs> like tattoos. So she was like doing that for a bunch of them or like two two of my other mm-hmm. roommates. And then um, she went to go work in Alberta and she bought a tattoo machine and like she started doing it on herself like yeah. her own. And then I think a couple people there, she also gave some. And then when she came back, she just all of a sudden one day was like, I'm going to do my whole leg. And she just started like doing little tiny like Like patchwork. Yeah, little, little tiny ones like all over, all over her leg. So I think I like I like the whole thought of like artist choices. Yeah. Like people who have the confidence just to go in and be like, you pick whatever you want to do to it. That's that's your decision. I'm like that with my hair. Yeah. Time like or uh, and like. Things like that that are, like, more or less temporary, like mm-hmm. hair and nails, things like that. Once I find people I trust, like, super artistically with that, mm-hmm. I'm like, do whatever you want. Like, oh. you know what I like. You know what I vibe with. You know it's trendy right now. Like, yeah. whatever hits some sort of weird Venn diagram of all those categories, I'm content with. Like... I've never been able to do that. It's weird. I'm like, tattoo my body. But I've been to a hair salon twice in my life. Really? Yeah. Really? Do you, like, cut your own hair? Yeah, I do it all wow. myself. Because I'm so, I don't, tr- I don't trust it. I'm like, do I'm not touch my head. Like, <laughs> I've never, I've never been to a hair salon. Wow. I've never gotten my hair. But I have hairstylists in my family. So I yeah. guess I kind of. Oh, do you high key offend them? No. Okay. Or, yeah. or are they just like nice? I don't want to like. No, no, no. They like if I need to get my hair cut, I have gotten it done from them. From mm-hmm. them. Oh, okay. So I I'm thought like, you were like. No, no, no. Nobody. No, mm-hmm. but generally nobody does. It's like it was very like sporadic that yeah. they would mm-hmm. like. But I think I turned like twelve or something, and I was like, from that point, like even my mom, I was like, nobody's yeah, touching. Do not yeah. touch. I am doing it on my own. Like. Yeah. My grad, my everything, like I wow. always did, yeah. For my graduation, it was like out of all of my friends, because everyone else got like their makeup done, their mm-hmm. hair done, like everything, bought like six hundred dollars, like dresses, oh, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Oh, I couldn't do that. No, and I, I literally, I think, <laughs> I got my dress like on sale at like Davidson Bridal for like a hundred dollars. Yeah, nice. And then I did my nails, I yes. did my hair, I did my makeup, like I did everything on my own because I just have like, I think I've like had maybe one bad experience or something. Like, I think mm. my aunt cut my hair a certain way and I was like, nope. no, no. <laughs> I think that's it. It's like finding people you jive with. Yeah. Cause that was the same way I would go to salons for a long time. I used to have bangs and a bob. It was really an era. It I was, I'm one of the rare people who have been through both a bangs phase and a red hair phase. So <laughs> I've been through a lot emotionally. At the same time? No, okay. thankfully. <laughs> it was red hair first, which should have been the first red flag to everybody. It's like, hey, we like we should check in on our... Uh, Because I wanted to look like Deborah Messing. 
Oh, was okay. The, <laughs> okay. But it's like I didn't bleach my hair. I just put red dye on uh, top of my hair. Nice. So it didn't really work. And then I tried to bleach it to go blonde, but it didn't. It just didn't take. Like my hair refuses everything. Um, and then... And then I just like stuck to my hair, my natural hair color, and then cut like super blunt bangs and a bob. <sighs> I looked like super Amelie. Blunt. Like I looked like <laughs> Amelie. I'm not even lying. Like a tiny little French woman, but not in a chic <laughs> way. And like a, she's very clearly not from France. She's somebody <laughs> who's just like <laughs> not pulling this look off. Um, but everybody in, in my life was very nice to me about it for a very long time. Um, and then. Finally, thankfully, over the pandemic, I let that grow out. And I was also working on a contract in theater at the time. And they were like, hey, listen, <laughs> uh, respectfully, <laughs> we think you'd look better without the bangs. Yeah. Um, so I grew them out. And then ever since, I've just kind of like left my hair alone. And, and um, I have, you know, a hairstylist who I trust more than anything. And I walk in and I'm like, just you just do what you have to do. Like, I, just do what you have to do. I don't want to think about what it is because the last time I made hair decisions for myself, I ended up with two very poor hairstyles. And so, you know, you know what to do. I'm definitely like, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I'm definitely very scared of doing like drastic things to mm -hmm. my hair. Like I've never dyed it really. And um, cutting it, I've only like done like a bigger cut, like, once for my like mm -hmm. for myself the other time was not voluntary mm. <laughs> the other time was i went for like man was like i'll give you a trim and then that trim turned into like three or four inches being cut off my hair yeah i was in shock i've never had my hair that short in my life and i think i started crying because i just was yeah. not as expecting it at all and it was a funny story because like so my aunt is italian mm -hmm. and uh she is not a hairstylist. This mm -hmm. is one of my relatives that's not a hairstylist. <laughs> and uh, she, but she cuts her own hair like a lot. And uh, I guess there was some kind of miscommunication. So she didn't understand what I meant. And oh, she no. took off like a lot more than I was expecting. But I didn't want to be like rude. <laughs> so I was like, crying about it but trying to hide that I was crying about oh, it and no. I told my mom I'm like please don't tell her like I don't, like it's fine like I'll get over it or whatever and then the first thing my mom does is run to her and tell her that I'm crying oh, and so she gosh. comes back and she's like apologizing profusely no. <laughs> but yeah it was such a big like um it's like it seems so stupid because it's like it's just hair and I knew that in the moment but, but it was just like, it was just like a shock to my yeah. system it's like mm -hmm. has anybody seen Fleabag where oh. she gets, oh, I've she seen that clip. She gets like, oh, she gets this like haircut. Yeah, and she's like, it looks like a pencil, and it's like, it's French, it's French, Claire, it's French. <laughs> and then uh, they go in to talk to the hairstylist because they're finally like, whatever. And they go in, and it's like, this is not what I told you to do. And it's like, it is, it is. And then somebody's like, it's just hair, and it's like, it's not just yeah. hair. Like, <laughs> how dare you say it's just hair? <laughs> I like this past summer. If it makes you both feel better, you probably saw at one point. I tried to lighten my hair, okay? Oh, I remember this. I have like five different colors in my hair at <laughs> any given pretty. time. Thank you. Yeah. It took a lot to get back to this. <laughs> so I take, first thing I had to do, I'm like logically speaking, because at one point this summer it was like so light to like here and then just dark, <laughs> like not a good look. That's trendy now though. It was Just front so pieces, bad. different colors. And so I'm like, okay, well, I have to take all the dye out of my hair. So I'm like doing research and I'm like looking at all these like Brad Mondo videos. And I'm like, okay, first thing I need Brad to do Mondo. is take the color out of my hair. So I do that. 
And in doing that, it like bleached my hair. <gasps> oh no. So now I have this vibrant <laughs> yellow hair. First it's yellow, like v- not Did even. Did you tone it? So, okay, so here's where the <laughs> magic happens, Mackenzie. Oh, no. Then I'm like, you know, I have to bleach it because I can't I can't have this, right? I guess today's the day I go blonde. So then I bleach it and then it turns neon orange. Oh, oh no. Like it looked like a bold statement of a mistake, oh, right? Gosh. So me being me and I'm like not I'm going into this and I'm like I do the whole like flip my head upside down and blow drying my hair and I'm like I'm going to do this with my eyes closed I'm going to surprise myself today and I look in the mirror and immediately cry and I'm like this is not the move I have to see like I have to work I have to work with clients tomorrow and I look like a highlighter and so (laughs) I'm panicked right so I'm like okay well I have to go out and I have to buy toner to Mm -hmm, tone my mm -hmm. hair so then I come home and I'm like okay everything's gonna be fine like I'm just gonna tone my hair and it's gonna like dim it a little bit maybe I'll get like a nice light brown color okay half of it goes like red and the other half is orange so now I have multiple red orange hair and I'm panicked and by this point I just gave up and I'm like well this is what's gonna be on my head this is how it is but this is where it gets worse so So now for weeks, I'm progressively using toning shampoo to try and tone it out. And I couldn't use blue shampoo like for blonde people. I had to use this like back page of Amazon purple (laughs) or sorry, I couldn't buy purple shampoo. I had to get blue shampoo to try to tone it to bring it down. Right. So then I'm like, I'm going to dye it black. So I put black oh, hair no. dye in my You're hair. You're never getting black dye out of your hair. And it did nothing. What? It did not a thing except make here just a little darker. Oh. But here's where it gets worse. I have a wedding I have to go to. No. Oh, no. And this is for family I don't get to see very often. And like they're so nice and wonderful and welcoming. I love this side of my family. I love all sides. But this is like the side I'm like, I've been looking forward to this for months. I haven't seen my mom in weeks. So I go to this wedding. My mom comes around the corner and we have the same color hair by accident. <laughs> Wait, what? So now people that I haven't seen in a long time are thinking we like did this. Coordinated. Or this is, we coordinated wow. this like hair. And I'm standing there next to my mom. And I was like, why didn't you tell me like you had this happen to you? She's it's like, crazy. why didn't you tell me? And then she's like, Wait a second, you don't like it? And I'm like, Did you do this on, on purpose? purpose? She's like, No. Like this I for she goes, first I tried to take some dye out of my hair. Then I tried <gasps> to lighten it. Then I tried to dye it darker and it's just not working. Oh my goodness. My so what was the fix? Like daughter. Yeah. I just had to let it fade out with toning shampoo for like wow. three months. And then I was able to finally dye it. Like I had to dye it a black that had a blue tinge to it, and then mm-hmm. it came out brown. Oh, nice. Sounds good to me. Yeah. That sounds I like intense. doing like a pink streak every once in a while. <laughs> that was my act of rebellion on, on the side of like, as I was like taking less acting gigs and like focusing on other things for a while. I was like, oh, okay, like um, um, I'll just like put in like a streak of pink. I like I that. Because like, I was like, because they usually tell you, when you said pink, that. yeah, you know, for the viewer, for the listener, a little like, um, because it's like, they do, 
you have to keep it kind of natural like when you're doing what I was doing for a long time and especially when it's stage unless you're going for very specialized roles or roles where they're able to provide you with a wig it's like you should keep your hair fairly yeah. natural color and so I did but I had always like kind of wanted to play with like some funky colors and and I used to always put like a streak of like a darker color that you couldn't really tell like a darker purple or like a darker green yeah where you like you couldn't tell at all that it was there and then one day with my stylist I was just like I'm gonna do pink and he was like okay I got you and he put in like this streak of like hot hot magenta pink and I was like and I was like like it was so pretty and I was obsessed with it and I, I like, <laughs> I don't know that I got in trouble, <laughs> like, but I feel like on some level, like for different gigs and with different people, like maybe I did. Yeah. Um, because I, like, I don't know. I just like, it was such a weird like time, but I was like, I'm so rebellious for like my <laughs> one streak of pink. And I was like, that I can pin up and hide. Like if, if nobody wants to see it, like it's not it's that like big of a deal. It's like your own little secret. It was, I was like, but like you could see it at all yeah. times, but I was like, hmm, like I'm so cool. I'm so edgy. Like, and I was <laughs> like, yeah, great. And I'd do it again. Like, I feel like it'd be fun to do it with more colors, but I feel like a majority of my wardrobe is like pinky, girly, like <laughs> fun, whatever. So I don't know. I'm literally the opposite with my work. Like, everything is black. Like, lit- so you could do any color. Yeah. yeah. Literally, my whole wardrobe is, like, 95%. I found that, like, more neutrals are seeping in yeah. to, like, to what I wear. And I i don't know that I'm thrilled about it. I love it. I love neutrals. <laughs> Stay as bright as you can for as long as That's you can. That's kind of what it is. Like, because like, I think I went through this phase when I was, like, 17 or 18, maybe even, like, 19, where I had, like, convinced myself that in order to be taken seriously, I needed to look like I was a serious person. So I was sticking to like beige and burgundy and brown and black. And I have nothing wrong with those colors. I love wearing all those colors like on on any given day. Like I'll change an outfit up or, or whatever. But like throughout the pandemic, I had such a journey of like, no, I love colors and I'm like a bright, funky, like weird person. I was like, I want to like walk into a business meeting and be wearing like a hot pink blazer. I love that. I like or like a yellow dress. Like I just want to be doing that. And so I think coming out of the pandemic, I was like, screw it. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> like On a business level, the moment you start to like not necessarily conform, but shift to how you are, you become everybody else. And it's like, stand out, you know? Just enjoy those aspects of yourself and just just love them, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I legitimately don't think, like, it wasn't a conscious decision, but yeah. like, it just started like, it was like one sweater after the other, a pair of pants, all of a sudden, like all my shirts are black, like, I don't know. And I think it's literally just because it's so accessible that yeah. it's like black. You know what I mean? It's, it works. For most everything. things come in black. Does so. it, co- it The same thing with my wardrobe. Yeah. Like I used to love wearing bright colors and stuff. And then like it's funny we're talking about this because I noticed this last week when I was trying to get dressed to come here. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I got a lot of I got a lot of like green happening and a lot of beige mm-hmm. and white and black. And I'm like, is this just what happens with age? Like, do yeah. this brightness and the, the color just seep I out of you slowly until you die? I think when you <gasps> look <Sorry>. at like <laughs> <laughs> got morbid real quick. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think when you like look at clothing for like younger people, it's a lot more like bright colors and mm-hmm. everything. And I think at, like the older you kind of get, the more like it just dims. 
Yeah. yeah. You know, I think I'm interested in there are a lot of older women on TikTok who I admire because they don't start shopping for like age appropriate, yeah. like modest clothing. They stick to like, I like that that's visually interesting. Yeah. And I've seen, a, I know a lot of women personally in my life who see something that they enjoy. Yeah. And they're like, oh no, oh no, but like I couldn't wear that. I'm too old to get away with wearing that. And I'm like, what, what age do you decide to start wearing yeah. like, like track pants and like, a, you know, grandma clothes in, yeah. in air quotes? Cause it's, what what are those right mm-hmm. like I feel like so long as I feel comfortable wearing what I want to wear it's like well why wouldn't I wear like yeah this pink rainbow butterfly shirt like I bought a, a hair clip this week that I'm fairly certain was meant for an eight-year-old at Claire's <laughs> and I was like I love it and it's coming home with me and I'm gonna wear it and then I think this week I showed up to um a class and a meeting in overalls, a magenta, lilac, and blue striped sweater, Love and my this. rainbow hair clip. And I was like, Dude. I'm calling this like 80s toddler. And I was <laughs> like, and that's what we're rocking with today. I think like most um, outfits, at least when people are like, oh, that doesn't fit, or you know what I mean? Like, I think it's confidence is literally, mm-hmm. like if you are confident in what you're wearing, like I think anyone can pull off pretty much anything comfortable yes Mm -hmm. like i found for an example i hate dress pants right like they're so uncomfortable for me i don't like how they sit on my body like it just feels very like uncomfortable but i found like thrifting Mm -hmm. for some reason like pre-2000 dress pants are so much better and they fit better and some are pleated which i'm I'm like honestly on the fence about right now. I don't know how I feel about the pleat in pants, yeah. but there's bigger problems in the world. Yeah. But having said that, like I thrift so much of my clothes just based on that. I'm like, I don't know if I like what's out there right now. I just yeah. want to like, you know, feel good and be able to move, yeah. be, be a little agile. Yeah. If I can get away with wearing sweatpants and a hoodie, I will wear sweatpants and a hoodie to literally anything that I can. And you should. Yeah. I have so many sweaters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Matchy, matchy sweatpants. It's just so lovely to wear. We should do a sweatpants day. Oh, yeah. That's my everything. (laughs) Me coming in in on like my sweatpants day and my heart and soul would be like a juicy couture, like velour tracks. I love that. Like flat out. That's my like, oh, yeah. This is like, I. Why not? At home, no, of course. Like yeah. I'd be like doing whatever, because like it, it is. It's really like whatever makes you most comfortable in yeah. any given setting, yeah. right? But like, like that has been like my bucket list outfit since I was probably like three. Oh, that's just so cool. I, like you know something. Do like you that. have one? I have the tank top. We have to find this. For I you. have yet to acquire, and I know where to get them. It's just they, for some reason, they're consistently sold out in that's my worse. size, and it's like just. Just give me one. Yeah. Let me live my Paris Hilton fantasy. Sliving. <laughs> yeah, I'm sliving. Absolute sliving. Oh, I love it. I just think it's so, like, fun. I miss the early 2000s. I know. <laughs> that was a good time. Was I even, like, sentient during those years? Probably not. <laughs> but do I miss them? Mm-hmm. It was a good time for the most part. Yeah. There was a lot of bold choices with bangs and side parts. And yes. then got into the whole, like, scene kids emo kids hair was different hair was interesting <laughs> there was so much that happened i yeah. feel aged talking about this yeah mackenzie's like was i sentient like, we're like i was living like, in was. A, back in the good old days <laughs> yeah literally <laughs> but yeah sounds good thank yeah. you for listening thanks, thanks for, listening for listening to us talk about hair, hair. and clothes <laughs> and tattoos and all the things that 
go on our bodies. Yeah. <laughs> if you feel updated, you listened wrong. Yeah. Basically. If you feel like you have any idea of what's actually going on In with the, the SLR exact team, you're wrong. You've gotten the wrong takeaway from yeah. the podcast. Okay, We're bye. just gonna New Movie Wednesday. What have we got today? This week, we've got Decision to Leave, directed by Park Chan-wook. This South Korean film tells the story of Hae-joon, a detective investigating a suspicious murder of a man on a mountaintop where a Chinese woman may or may not be involved and may or may not be the object of his obsession. This is one of the most romantic, most mysterious films that I've seen in quite a long time coming, and one of the... One of the most baffling things that I can ever think of right now is how how did this not even make it to Best International Feature over at the Oscars this year? You can pick this movie up on Blu-ray right now. <laughs> <laughs>